Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop, everyone. Gather inside, gather inside. We're full of secrets today. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Ah, confused. Today, Kyle? We, have, we have secrets? Oh. Oh. Every day. That's news to me. secrets. The secret oh. is we love you. Lame. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> 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 I'll just bleep it out and people will put their own you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! It's a sex club. It's not a sex club. Come on in the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. We'd love what to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way into a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. If you are new to the shop and trading in general, please, please, please check out the Knowledge Center and Resource Centers on FinancialNeptude.com or give one of our beginning trading episodes a listen. We have several. You got those links in the episode description. But the best place to be is our Discord server. Kyle and I and a bunch of great, amazing people get on there every day. It's just a really awesome place to be. You don't have to do this in a vacuum. There are people out there wanting to help and uh, wanting to share in your adventure and your wins as well. So, Kyle, what happens uh, when they join the server? They just uh, no, they get can on give us a message with their a private message with their address, and we will send them a nice welcome gift. We've got beer koozies, yes. shot glasses, coffee mugs. I think you just got yours, right? I did. I just got a package, and it included. No, don't say a about t-shirt. the t-shirt. We haven't decided about how to make that feasible yet. Uh, well, that's why I'm bringing it up. Like, Maybe is that at some point, but uh, I think we need a lot more interest first before we start doing those. Obviously, we can have shirts yes. for ourselves. <laughs> 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 oh, we're just we're just so glad everybody's here. We have a lot of fun. Always better with friends, and that leads us up to some show news. Ah, uh, yes, we on. had just finished recording with James Falk. He is over in Hong Kong and the author of the Financial Cold War. Man, that guy was smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was like inviting the professor to the back. Yeah, except being, I, I just felt like completely out of my league. <laughs> like, wow, this guy yeah. really knows what yeah. he's talking about. <laughs> right, like we're in finance one hundred and one, and he teaches finance eight hundred five. Exactly. Next week, we will be in the Trade Pro Boot Camp, so we might be a little less active on Discord in the afternoons while that's going on. Uh, we are trying to work out a mm-hmm. uh, time with uh, one of the Trey Pro guys to do a kind of a recap for that for the bonus episode for next for the week afterwards. Uh, we've also got Sarah Glass mm-hmm. and then Jonathan Baird is scheduled for February. And I've got so many more guests on the radar that we're trying to get scheduled that it's, it's getting to be real exciting. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're talking to tons of amazing, interesting people that all have such great insight. And some uh, of them have blue yeah. checks on Twitter. It's it's amazing. <laughs> I have blue check envy. Ah, blue checks, blue check. Yes. We're talking to blue yes. check people. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know what what's a blue check. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing that makes your your account look more impressive. Ooh, <laughs> well, we all want an impressive right? Twitter That's account, right? Otherwise, exactly. what are we doing in the world? <laughs> All right, Dan, I know you're stalling, but uh, maybe we should uh, talk about the bet. I'm not stalling. No, I think to you talk might be. The bet. No, I wanted to, I wanted to say <laughs> we've got 
<laughs> and <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we've got an oblong, obnoxious, obscene <laughs> show for you today. Nice. Plenty of market moving news, stocks on the radar, and more options than just Lane Maxwell has mm. names to All name. All right. A little obscure. <laughs> A little obscure. Okay, okay. More options than Pharma nice. Bro has problems. No, wait. No, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Bad, 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 bad. More options than days until inflation hits oh, under wow. 2%. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> we don't have that many. As always, folks, reach out to us. We really love and adore your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, uh, especially the Discord. If you're old school, you can send us an email, the number two bulls at financialineptitude.com, or you can uh, give us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made, or maybe you are stuck in an attic during a rainstorm reading a book as it comes alive. It doesn't matter. For some reason, I had Anne Frank's diary stuck in my head when you started that. (laughs) 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 Mm, That's completely different. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. I was going for never ending story, but. I guess uh, yeah, and Frank works too. If you're stuck in an attic because Nazis are trying to round you up, we definitely want you to talk to you. probably call the out. police though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Call us first. Okay. Okay, Kyle. Now All we right. can talk about the You want to lead us off? Well, That's tradition. God You know how many tradition. months I waited for that? You know how many months I waited for this to be the I new know. tradition? I know. I know. Many, many, many months. Okay, well, in the spirit of new tradition, I really, uh, I, feel, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I bungled this <laughs> so bad. Uh, I picked uh, Albertsons ACI, and I still have faith in the, in the stock because it's still towards its top. But uh, I went long with a stop at 30 and a flip short, and uh, Monday opened up at 3172. Uh, very very quickly in the first couple of days hit my stock. It was looking good till Friday. And it was looking good till it, Friday it uh, decided to pop back up above 30. So <laughs> I lost on both trades and brought my total from 500 down to 458. <laughs> <07. laughs> <Oof>. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it, it makes it all that more sweeter when you come back from a big 10% handicap. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for you can. assuming that you I can. You just need to find the right meme stock. <laughs> Been scouring Wall Street bets this week? Uh, no, but, you know, AMC <laughs> is uh, right at, right at there support. You go. Uh, I went with Bristol Myers Squibb, opened the week at 62.80 and closed at 64.92. And it just missed my take profit at 66. I think it peaked at 65.87. So that takes my bet total up to $516.88. That's about, that's what, I'm trying to do math. $12 ahead of Random, who had Campbell's CPP, which opened at 46.02 and closed at 46.39. So Random is sitting at 504.02. Everything is right with the world this week. Yeah, yeah. Everybody makes money <laughs> but me. That's, I just mean Random's about, not in the lead. right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know what you meant. You, you know the cra- That's what makes the this bet pick so hard, though. Is you had you know two trades that were profitable at one point, but because you have to do it in this weekly format, uh, you're not able to cut it <laughs> and take profit. Oh yeah, but yeah. that's also what makes it yeah. fun. That's also what keeps it interesting, right? There you have it. Stick around to the end of the episode. I'll, I'll, I'll see, uh, see if I can come up with an even worse <laughs> bet pick this week. <laughs> if you're on that Discord, uh, feel free. Let us know about a stock, and maybe we'll throw it on as the random. Another, another mm-hmm. reason to get on that Discord with us. All right. Well, Kyle, I guess, uh, what? Uh, uh, sure. Send it. Well, we all know why we're listening today. The sharpest person with the week to replace. So sit back, we got some market affairs. Get some stories for the bulls and the bears. Clowns running companies. Laws change overnight. Here we are. It's time for China shop news. 
right, what should we start with? Um, I kind of had a big, little, little, little big, little big, you know, just a small Which big one? story. Uh, Lael Brainerd has been picked number, for the number two. That's two not bad news. Spot. Okay. All <laughs> no, right. I'm just well, kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what was big news is what she said. Uh, yeah, the direct quote is uh, We do have a powerful tool. No. Oh, and, and yes. we're going to use it to bring inflation <laughs> down over time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess where you, where you pause yes. is important in the meaning of it. Yeah, she basically sat down and told the, the Senate that the Fed's most important I task thought that is inflation, inflation. Was, was transitory. I thought they were just, yeah. I thought we could just ignore it and go away. You know, I've still been ignoring it. So I'm, <laughs> I don't know if it's gone away or not. No, it's not going away. But what that uh, does mean, yeah, though, yeah. is that uh, rate hike in March is the, uh, I think that's priced in at about a 90% likelihood now at this point. Last week was like two thirds. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're expecting it's, it's like four out. of these for the year now too, and that's uh, oof. Yay, mm-hmm. rate hikes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, prices in the U.S. grew seven percent between December 2020 and December 2021. Is the fastest year-over-year pace of inflation since, and we've mentioned this before, uh, June 1982. Yeah, so. before <laughs> I was born. I was literally born a month before yeah. we saw this inflation. So I feel kind of special. Yeah. Like I'm an inflation baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. As an inflation baby, I'm very comfortable with uh, inflation I've seen over it. 7%. There's <laughs> nothing new. <laughs> I've seen this before. Nothing new. <laughs> I can assure you, if you ignore it and aren't even yes. aware of it, it will go away. <laughs> um, yeah. So. We've got rate hikes coming this year because that's really, I mean, other than what burning cash, well, it's the only thing they can really do mm. to fight it, right? Are there I mean, any you other can stop tools printing you know so much of? money? <laughs> well, that doesn't that that fights the the growth yeah. of inflation. But you know, and it's interesting you say that because part of our our unaired interview with James Fox, we we gave us some reasons as to why they're not going to just mm. stop printing money. Um, I'll te- yeah. tease that interview right nice. here. Nice, nice. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very illuminating. So, so the Honorable Lael Brainerd, as she is known as a Fed governor, getting getting confirmed as one of the three they call the troika of the not Fed. the trim of Eret. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, apparently. If we want to put a, a more sinister spin on it, we say Troika, right? <laughs> it's the, uh, the, the policy setting uh, federal open market committee is the Fed chair, the vice chair, the head of the Fed's mm-hmm. outpost in New York. So she's one of, one of the bigs. Uh, the, thing, the thing that uh, really struck me as hilarious is uh, in, the, in the article they mentioned the, uh, the Harvard-trained PhD economist also answered questions regarding her $750 campaign donation to Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign, a rare move from senior officials at the Independent Central Bank. But nobody asked her about insider trading no. at the Fed and stock trades, but $750 campaign donation, we need <laughs> to know about that, bitch. You let us fucking know. Oh, jeez. Oh, Y'all trading stocks? That's fine. You gave money to a campaign under a thousand dollars. You, oh, you're up to something. <laughs> you are yeah, up get to those something, lady. Oh, <laughs> uh, and nobody's opposing. Look, doesn't look like anyone's no, opposing. No. So it's smooth sailing. Uh, so well, we're going to see some interesting um, hikes. Like so we talked about it last week. I, I'm still not convinced they're going to do uh, all, all three of the horrible market crushing uh options you know cutting uh, cutting balance sheets uh tapering and raising rates that just seems like they're asking for trouble right but but like uh to continue this discussion it it has to happen at some point and the more we don't do it the worse it's going to yeah. be when we have to do it right like 
and because because of the the nature of the structure of the, the government, the system we live in, nobody, regardless of party, wants to do anything to fuck with the economy because we have a four year election yep. cycle. But what if that four year election cycle doesn't matter in terms of the <laughs> economic cycle, right? Like of, eventually, ah, damn it. <laughs> we just got to do it. We just got to do it. Get over with. <laughs> Yeah, we could. We keep kicking I guess the you finally just rip the bandit off and do it. But uh, I mean, you also don't want to bankrupt everybody, you know, in the process of just doing right. it. But if everybody's going to go bankrupt anyway, when it when it crashes itself, like that's just it. Is we don't want the market to do it. We want to 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 have a controlled mm-hmm. version. Whereas if 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 the market does it, it's Fair just enough. chaos. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Yeah, that's a, just a lighthearted right. story to oh, lead man. off the show. Okay, well, <laughs> what do, what do you got for us, Kyle? I guess we could start with uh, the markets getting hammered because of uh, banks not doing all that great in their earnings reports. Looks like mm. what do we lose? Point six percent lower for the Dow. Uh, S and P did edge a little bit higher, and Nasdaq was up about point six percent, but they still dropped modestly for the week. Uh, S&P is down 2%, yep. uh, NASDAQ's down 5% since the start of 22. Uh, as weak retail sales reports didn't help things, but the big thing was JP Morgan, I think it was down 6% uh, after reporting its earnings. Goldman Sachs and American Express are both down about 3% too. Goldman Sachs reports on Tuesday. Uh, Citigroup, uh, BlackRock, uh, they are also lower. Wells Fargo, I think, was the one that rallied. They're the only ones, I think, that posted better than expected results. Let's see. Market is closed on Monday too, by the way. I keep forgetting that. I keep forgetting about that. Oh, <laughs> but there are, uh, let's see, uh, Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, and Truist all report next week too. So there's more of them coming. Uh, so far, it hasn't looked all that great. So hopefully, these other ones could kind of turn it around. Wait, is the futures market uh, I think closed it's Monday shortened. as well? More than likely, there won't be many Weird. people trading them. Yeah. All the money nerds taking a day like off. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I bought some SPY puts that expire Wednesday. So the fact that it's not trading, oh Monday yeah, makes me kind of lose a day of. Uh, oof, yeah, I hate when that happens. Day of action. Yep. Yeah, I, I when I when I purchased those, I, I was well, at not, least it uh, expires Wednesday, not Tuesday. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. I, I thought uh, I was going to talk about it in, in stocks. Oh, no, no, that's enough. About that story. But you, you mentioned that we should probably talk about it in the main news. A big shock to the world. On Friday, a coalition of state attorneys generals released a new antitrust a new complaint one? against Google. Another one? A new one. And they went into a lot of details and how Google is colluding with Facebook in program in programmed ad markets. Allegedly, Can you believe this, allegedly. Kyle? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's allegedly. It says alleged. It's alleged. Alleged. Be careful alleged. here. Uh, but no, I don't uh, believe this. Uh, uh, yeah. Why would what what would they have to gain? <laughs> Digging into the details, what, uh, what is included in the antitrust complaint is the alleged evidence of collusion in that the, uh, they, they looked at the, the rates Facebook is paying and like the fair market rates and other ad markets that aren't Google. And they were able to show a very real statistical difference in how much Facebook pays and how many bids they win versus okay so at what point when you have that kind of evidence do you have can you drop the alleged well i, did <laughs> I know you did but you 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 insisted well on. i mean if we're gonna blow <laughs> up we don't need to be making <laughs> libel <laughs> <laughs> statements uh no that's it's it's libel if it's in print it's just slander if I just oh say it fair enough yeah that makes it better <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly welcome that fight. <laughs> no, no, I won't. I'm sorry, Google. Well, Google I'm denied sorry, it. So, yeah, obviously, yeah. they don't believe that to be true. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because Sheryl Sandberg of uh, Facebook sent Zuckerberg an email that said, this is a big deal strategically. Yeah. So, 
I'm assuming they uh, they did know about it. And they did sound like they did yeah. do it. Hey, we got an edge Every time, like Sleep. some like a company is under investigation, and like the people who are like on the side of the company, are like no, the company said that's not true. Well, of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would they? Do you think they're going to come out and say that it is true? <laughs> the company can't lie <laughs> to protect themselves. <laughs> I don't know. That guy who got arrested was on trial. He said he didn't yeah, do exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, the video evidence says otherwise. But he, He's got he, trustworthy he eyes. Insisting. <laughs> yeah, look, look at him. <laughs> Speaking of, let me spin this. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Some loans are just a big mistake. And up over your head. Drowning in those rates and fees Someone left unsaid This is the right kind of lender To find the thing that fits your needs And you just have to call her Cause you know that she was born to be She's a loan maker, dream banker Debt saver, won't you call her up and see She's a loan maker, dream banker Dead saver, won't you call her up? Go, go, go! Have you ever found yourself in the, in a situation where you were like, mm, I need a many times. Mortgage? Yes. Many times, right? Um, Who did you call? First, I called my wife to make sure it was okay. Uh-huh. No. Did, did she no. give you a mortgage? <laughs> then yeah, I had to call. Then I had to call somebody else. I'm going to bet a lot of money that you called Sue Pullen at Fairway Dependent Mortgage. I did. How'd you know? <laughs> because she's an equal housing lender and a certified mortgage yeah. advisor. Yeah. Who else would you call? Yeah. In fact, my people have uh, done extensive research and they found that she focuses on finding the right product <laughs> for her customers and their needs. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. She's been doing it over 20 years, thousands, thousands of homeowners, uh, purchases, refinances, even reverse mortgages. She's helped these people and she'll help anybody who gives her a call. That's just crazy to me. Anybody Sh short, tall, so skin, who is your guy? fat. Who's your guy that you used? Yeah. The guy, oh, my people. I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those oh, okay. are the secrets I referred to at the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah. She's licensed in 27 states. Uh, so anybody can just reach out. And, uh, and, and talk to Sue and see what she can do for them. I mean, we don't want to just tell everybody how easy it is to get a hold of her, like her phone number, 520-977-7904. We don't want to do that. We don't, you, you don't just hand out a phone number like that. Uh, you, can't, you can't even give the email, spullen at fairwaymc.com, without people flooding her Better email. get those inbox. loans for those rate hikes happen. <laughs> yeah. No, that is true. That is very, very true. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com. That phone number 520-977-7904. Uh, I guess I should do mine. Uh, fine. Yeah, I'm not okay. going to do yours. <laughs> Two bowls in a china shop is proud, dare I say. <laughs> uh, I don't have another adjective. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, proud to be affiliated with Trade Pro Academy. Trade Pro Academy is the educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. If you want to learn how to trade like a big institution, that is the place to go. We've got a great staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders. We've talked to all of them. There's no better place that we've found to learn everything you need to know to be a successful trader. Uh, you can find them online at tradeproacademy.com or you can just use our affiliate link in the episode description. Or if you want to save a little bit of scratch, you can join the Discord under the uh, the discounts uh, channel. There is a link for 10% off. Yes. Also a definitely. secret? <laughs> secret that we tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, It's a great way to support the show and improve your own knowledge and skills at mm -hmm. tradeproacademy.com yes. and uh, if you hear in this before Monday I think you might still have time to sign up for the workshop for next week transformations yes. workshop or the boot camp as we've been calling it it's only yeah. boot camp where I've I'm, had to I'm get excited. up at noon <laughs> 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 alright should we move on to some stock stuff you say you want to 
talk about the stock chart, but I did really, really want to mention a news article I saw on Yahoo Finance oh, about uh, Ford. Yes, please. Yeah. The headline is, Ford just hit a $100 billion market cap, dash, dash, why its stock may crash 52%. <laughs> okay. So why, why is it going to crash? Well, he, he thinks the, the author or the not the author, but the uh, uh, analyst Adam Jonas mm -hmm. of Morgan Stanley thinks that uh, it's it's gotten ahead of itself in terms of it can't exceed expectations uh -huh. at this point. All it can do is meet expectations. Now, I don't know why that means they're going to, I don't know where you got 52%, like back down to $12 yeah. a share. Uh, that's, that's wild to me but my my very first thought on reading they want to buy it. this was <laughs> <laughs> big players yeah. want more ford shares need to scare people into <laughs> what it sounds like so <laughs> ford is at 100 billion market cap what's tesla at oh okay uh, a so, trillion dollars yeah <laughs> ford's got room to go if uh, if tesla is fairly valued at a trillion dollars <laughs> exactly <laughs> plenty of room we 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 can see Ford at $250 a share, right? If it yeah. were to follow. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially for, I mean, Ford does so much more business. I know. Than Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Well, anyway, yeah, many we've talked about that stock chart before. I didn't want to get into the chart, the nitty gritty, but I, I wanted to share that story because, because ultimately when you read a news article, you, you have to consider all of those facets, including like, what is this article trying mm -hmm. to persuade me to do? And why would someone want to Especially try to if it's an analyst for a big bank like that, that has a, you know, investments arm. Yeah, Morgan Stanley. Yeah. No word on Morgan Stanley dumping. Their oh, no, they haven't, the uh, they haven't sold off yet. Well, I've got two stories then if you've, if you've wrapped up yours. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, that was, that was the only story. I mean, I had a Martin Screlly story, but it doesn't involve uh, anything with stocks. Cracker Barrel, which is it. publicly traded. I did have to look that up. Uh, ticker CBRL. Uh, they were just ordered to pay $9.4 million to a Tennessee man who sued the restaurant chain after being served a chemical cleaning agent instead of water. <laughs> Wait, what? what? <laughs> a chemical cleaning agent? Yeah, yes. This case has been going on since uh, the, the incident actually occurred in April 2014. So this has taken Whoa. seven, eight years almost to settle. And the worst part is that wow. uh, because it took place in Tennessee, only $750,000 in non-economic damages can be recovered. So even though he got awarded $9.4 in the settlement, he will not get nearly that much. Uh, Tennessee yes, has a cap mm -hmm. on settlements? I don't Why? know. <laughs> But uh, so, so what actually, but sounds like what happened is, uh, so he's eating lunch at the Cracker Barrel. Uh, the waitress refilled his glass with what she thought was water. He took a sip, felt a burning sensation in his mouth and esophagus. Uh, later found out that he was served a mixture of water and EcoSan, the chemical solution that they used to clean their kitchen area. Oh. So he, uh, he suffered picture. permanent injuries, uh, including regular cramping, bloating, diarrhea, yeah. and reflux pain after meals. So, yeah, I think that guy deserves some of that money. But let's take a look at the stock, Dan. I, I'm just trying to think, like, how much, how much of it did he, did he drink? I can't imagine water, he drank right? too much of it. I, I think you don't go back to it when it's burning you like that. <laughs> I've taken. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, when, it, when you're expecting just water, like, if there's been, like, a teeny tiny little drip of lemon juice like i fucking taste it yeah. I'm like i don't want to drink this water 
give me give me water with no fucking lemon in it. And it's like there's no lemon. Like yeah, but the yeah, the problem is like though when you're taking that sip, like, even if it tastes a little funny, like you almost always like finish the swallow. Even <laughs> like it's really hard to react fast enough to like spit something like that out. It'd have to really be hurting. I'm sure it was all thrashed out. No, okay, let's, let's talk take about a look this at stuff. this guy. <laughs> I'm looking at the weekly. I don't know what happened in February 2020, but it was, it was right. a stock. Looks like it's uh, kind of in a bearish uh, trend right now, huh? On the uh, daily, um, just uh, since basically April of last year. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking at the weekly. I definitely uh, it's in a channel between one <laughs> big channel 115 and 177. And it's I see a very strong support around 118. That. It just recently bounced off of. I think that's the level to really keep an eye on. Yeah. Well, one eighteen, one fifteen. When you're on the weekly zoomed out. Yeah. Yes. 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 Same area. Uh, <laughs> let me switch over to the daily. Yeah. It. It's. It's in a strong bear bear pattern from its top. Mm -hmm. Its all time high. Uh, at, up there at one. What's the volume look like here? Buy volume looks kind of weak. Yeah. yeah, I'd be watching uh, right around 118 or right about where that the most recent low was put in. What was that at? Uh, 117.10. So somewhere in that area. If uh, buyers don't step up and it reattacks that, if it fails that level, uh, you've got, you got plenty of room to drop. Target around, let's see, probably first step 107, uh, then close to 100 after that if that doesn't hold. Yeah, 107 and then probably yeah, 102 next. It's kind of a there's a gap between 107 and 100 in the volume profile the last time. Yeah. Train around there. You think we'll get back down to, uh, the, uh, <laughs> I mean, I never say never. Depends on what the never. fed does. <laughs> I, I think, I think the most uh, right. likely is going to be 102 right. here in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that hundred dollar area is, is a, mm -hmm. a big, big support. All right, uh, let's see. What was my next story? Did you did you want to mention if a, a turnaround if it breaks uh, out? I'm not bottom? really watching this Maybe. one. I don't. If you well, have some levels on that, go ahead. I'm not really. I don't think I'm interested in trying to. It needs to. It needs to bust above one thirty nine to be attempting a bullish turnaround, uh, and then and then mm -hmm. it's got to break one fifty. If it breaks 150, then then we can say, oh my goodness. 150, I like universal. 150. Until that point, I'm going to have a bearish bias. All right, what was your, uh, what it was your next FedEx. Topic? FedEx just recently asked the FAA if they can install anti-missile lasers in their cargo planes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's, about time, uh, this is a tough one. Uh, they did do some testing in 2008 with Northrop Gunman to test some anti-laser or anti-missile laser-based defense systems in 12 of their planes. During that time, Northrop yeah. Grunman announced that the system was ready to de be deployed on civilian aircraft, but they never had any commercial orders. The FedEx's application, though, did not specifically mention them or their hardware, so they're wondering if maybe they're working mm. with another company. But it's basically going to be the same as what was tested back in 2008. So there have been some instances or incidents abroad where planes have been shot down by, you know, handheld uh, heat-seeking missiles yeah. have a range of about three miles. Okay. Yeah. Like I launcher. can't remember the last one, though. I think it was somewhere in the Ukraine. That seem, does that sound right? Oh, yeah. No, that, that, that definitely, definitely happened. But Russia had nothing <laughs> That's to right. Yes, that was the one. <laughs> Also, these lasers are pretty <laughs> fucking dangerous, so there's going to be uh, some real question on whether or not they can put them. When you ship internationally with the other guys, there's always a chance your plane's going to get Our packages are missile out. safe. <laughs> the best part about oh, this yeah, whole story, it. though, was what they were... Uh, <laughs> The last uh, paragraph. I'll just go ahead and read the whole thing. Uh, once FedEx's request is officially published in the Federal Register next week, the public is encouraged to send their comments and concerns about the proposed in-flight defense system. Given people's unfounded concerns over wireless networks like 5G, it's safe to assume this special request will be met yeah. with some apprehension, particularly from those who have, quote, done their research. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
Look, I Googled it. I spent 15 minutes looking at different stuff. Right. I'm an expert. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're going to use these lasers to zap the contrails, and this is actually supposed to help us. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Get rid of them chemtrails. <laughs> anyway, let's take a look at FedEx, because FedEx has been, I think, looking pretty strong recently. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at uh, what two two seventeen two eighteen was uh, mm -hmm. a strong support. Yep. bullish off of that. I had another one at two thirty five that it broke above, and then the most recent one at two forty eight, and it's trading above that now too. So, what is the next step here? What do we want to see it get above? Yeah, especially looking at the weekly, you can really see that two fifty five area holding a support. Like you would want it to. Next uh, one up, two seventy, man. Two seventy. So where's two seventy eight? Yeah, I could see that. Let's see, maybe there might be another bounce right where this previous peak was at at two sixty six. But uh, I'd be watching this to see and retest that two forty eight level again, and then maybe be looking to add some calls. Really, I I I would be watching to just just for this current uh, two fifty five. If, if it if it holds, if we start to see some upward momentum, the only thing it, I like, don't like is the perfect. volume on this on the daily. If you look at the daily volume, you see the sell legs have been a lot higher than the the green days. Oh yeah, oh, they had the bad earnings <laughs> in December. They sold it from two sixty one down mm -hmm. to two fifty one. So they pushed it down four percent with that yep. double than average volume. Okay, yeah. We haven't seen any hard, hard buying come up to support. I, I don't know. I still, I still like I still it. Like uh, it. I just want to see. I want to see more. I want to see more buying. I want to see more aggressive buying. I think. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You see this aggressive buying come in and start to move it up. Like that's. I think. Uh, I think it's breaking yep. two sixty. I think that's fair assessment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Someday it'll break three hundred. I mean, it's done that already. <laughs> Yeah. What's well, all-time high is three. Yeah. Three, three All right. Uh, well, what, yeah. what other stocks are you watching for the week, Dan? Uh, the first one I was looking Met at Life. was uh, MetLife. New highs. New all-time all high, high yesterday. So it's it, February of 2021. It broke into it broke above 56, and then it entered into this channel, kind of between. Uh, 50, 56, 66, mm -hmm. 67 area. Uh, and it has just now broken out above. We, uh, we're not it's all time high, but look how weak that volume is on Friday. Yeah, I'm looking at the daily right now. I mean, it, it does have earnings coming up in February. Look at that, uh, that, that volume. Yeah, it's slightly uh -oh, below average. Sorry, I'm on the monthly. Let me, uh, let me get on the right time frame. <laughs> Oh, okay, that looks better on the daily. That looks better. Sell volume looks much weaker on this run up. That looks uh -huh. better. All right, now that we're okay. on the same page, right. I'm not crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad, what are you watching for on this? I am. I'm watching. Well, I feel like we just saw that uh, sixty-six, seventy-five, sixty-seven dollar area mm -hmm. hold as support, which was a previous top back in October. So I'm watching it. It, it tried uh, Wednesday and Thursday to break 68.50. And we're still not we're still under 68.50. So like, it's tapping up against the resistance. So I want to see it break 68.50. I mean, the dream would be uh, uh, retests of yeah. 68.50. But a lot of times with these all-time high ones, like they start to break mm -hmm. and it just runs, right? It's just a, it just goes into breakout mode. So I really watch it. I want to see, I want to see it start to break out. And then I like it. Some calls. Uh, what was your other one? Mm -hmm. I mentioned Citizens Financial Group because it's a it, it's a bank. It's got earnings on uh, mm -hmm. the nineteenth, but. I don't know, it's a bank and it's got earnings and I feel like... Okay, let me skip gambling. it. All right. Well, then I want to talk about oh, Sigma Lithium what is Corporation. GML. I do want to keep this, this financial group on my list, though. 
Uh, sorry, was it SG? SG ML. Oh, that is uh, that's one hell of a chart. <laughs> right. So they hit all time highs on the tenth, pulled back, hit new all time highs on the twelfth. Excuse me, and then they they pulled back, and li- the the line I drew is at ten dollars and seventy cents. They are currently at ten dollars sixty eight cents. They on December tenth, the the high was ten seventy three, couldn't break through. December seventeenth, the high was ten sixty seven, couldn't break through. So I mean, you're talking six cent mm. difference there, and. And we're like right at that same point, but now it did dip below it. It tagged the uh, one of the moving averages at ten thirty two, and end of the day back up at that support point. So with all of these red candles and all this selling, seeing that hold like Tuesday because it's not open Monday, I'm I'm really uh, eager to see some positive momentum because uh, because percentage yeah. wise, these are big swings. Yeah, they are. You know, this could be a really good setup for an options play. To I am watching that. that ten dollar level. I want to see if it falls below that. I'd be looking to maybe pick up some puts. See if we can write it back down to eight fifty. Yeah, but my thinking on this, my additional thinking on this was uh, one, two, three, four. It's had five down days in a row. It red candles in a row, but one of those red mm-hmm. candles gapped up significantly. significantly. I'm just thinking once everybody's, you know, where would we have sellers uh, It looks left? like it based on the volume. I mean, this is not a really high volume stock either, though. You got to keep that in mind. The average 10-day volume is only 360,000. So you got to be a little careful yeah. with something like that. But uh, I mean, it's definitely seen an uptick in interest. I mean, since October, it's just been steadily increasing, it looks like. They do produce <laughs> lithium. <laughs> Yeah, I'm watching. All right. Uh, the last one I want to talk about was Target. I think it's been a while since we talked about them. I think we have talked about them in the past, though. Oh, yeah. I've played options. On I'm looking at how they just fell below a level that I had at 223.70. They just closed below that on Friday with an uptick in volume. Um, yeah, that. 214 was 215, 214, somewhere around there was where it found support the last time it dipped into this, uh, back at the end of December. Yeah. Uh, I picked up a couple puts just to see if we can ride through that. And if it, uh, if that level doesn't hold, then I could see this running all the way back down to, you know, 203 to 200 again. Oh, yeah. 200, 200's a big, big right. support. Um, not a ton of Doing's a big a psychological level too, but that's actually kind of a box though. You almost have to draw it from like two hundred five to two hundred. Yeah, I I I definitely put mm-hmm. a support at two twelve. Yep, then, I can see that two hundred right where the volume profile starts to pick back up. Mm-hmm. On the uh, upside, two thirty three has been two thirty three two thirty six in that range has been uh, uh, acting as resistance in this latest leg down. If it can pop back above that, then that bear trend will be broken. The most recent start of one, although it's not really much of a trend yet at this point, until it takes out that 215 low from on the 20th of December. We need to put in a lower low to see if this trend continues, but I do like the direction it's heading. I was going to say, if 215 holds as support, yes. I'm going to be really bullish. Me too. Yeah. It'll spell win. It'll be a big W on the <laughs> right? chart. Nice double bottom. W for win. All right. Well, is it time to uh, talk about yeah, some why not? Look at the news. What do you see? The cult of cryptocurrency. I know you're greedy. I know you need. Okay, you want to lead us off? Yeah, there was a big NFT art heist that How does, happened what? recently. How the fuck does that, that work? What did they about? steal? A bunch of bunch of uh, zip drives? No, he the the Todd Kramer 
of the Manhattan Chelsea Art Gallery had $2.3 million worth of NFTs uh, in, in, a, <laughs> in a hot wallet uh, online just sitting there. And uh, somebody got in there. Was it a team of, uh, of 12 or 11? <laughs> Is that going to be Ocean's I 15 so. <laughs> stealing NFT art? NFT. <laughs> but then oh, they have to wait a year oh, to yeah. sell it, no, and by no, that no, point, no. it's worth nothing. <laughs> well, that's just the the interesting thing uh, that the story spends most of the time talking about was he this this guy Kramer from the, the art gallery quickly like went to Twitter and begged for help from uh, the NFT community and the OpenSea mm-hmm. trading platform, and then of course people ripped him to shreds for not storing his NFTs in an offline wallet. However, the trading platform did freeze the trading of the stolen NFTs nice. that were currently listed. And then they got criticism because they say, you know, the key tenet of the industry uh, is that code is law. And once your tokens are in someone else's wallet, that's the <laughs> end of the game. Um, that's, God, what is it with this in like the Wild West of, like, I have the bigger yeah, gun, right. so this is now mine. This is well, mine. That's the rules. Oh, no, it's his now. <laughs> it's like that scene in Vikings. Hey, you got a nice farm and wife. I'd like it. I'll fight you for it. <laughs> I'd like it. I'll fight you for it. What? I'm a well, farmer. You're a warrior. You. I don't have a chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but yep. th- them's the rules. So <laughs> we're going to fight to the death. The thing, the thing that really, really uh, was eye opening to me, and I, I didn't, I didn't realize this. In 2016, a hacker stole $60 million mm-hmm. worth of Ethereum, 5% of all the Ethereum in circulation at the time from the, mm-hmm. the DAO, in, uh, an early DAO on Ethereum. Anyway, after that happened, the Ethereum developers reversed the transaction, wiped it from the blockchain ledger with a hard fork. So in 2016, the, the fork of Ethereum uh-huh. into a new version was because somebody stole $60 million worth and they were like, oh, well, the, if we, we can do a hard fork, we can actually just undo it and delete the transaction. And huh. they did do that. I didn't either. I didn't know that. So code is not law. Yeah. Or code is law, but you can no. rewrite the code. <laughs> no. So Ethereum Classic, the, the people who stayed in Ethereum Classic were like, no, we don't like that idea. Mm-hmm. You lose it, huh. you lose it. Blowing my mind. So it's like, uh, my crypto it's like mind. the Ethereum, like the, the orthodox Ethereum and the... <laughs> Reform, yeah. The reform Ethereum, yeah. <laughs> well, in Orthodox Ethereum, we believe stolen Ethereum becomes the property yes. of the, the thief. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, and you're not like you crazy well, reform fair, theorists. I mean, you want to keep the door open if you you know find somebody else's Ethereum. That, that you want that to be your windfall. I guess. I guess that's the, the <laughs> argument. Well, speaking of Ethereum, yeah, uh, yeah, the, right. the co-founder Vitalik Buterin. Buterin? I didn't know how to say this name. It's definitely Russian. He was sharing a lot of the criticisms that he's received, like basically like trolling. And then he asked his followers to like give him like the craziest and most unhinged criticisms of him that they've ever seen. So yeah, he got a whole bunch of screenshots of comments of people describing him as like an alien crackhead, a Bond villain. Uh, One, uh, his own father jumped in and posted that uh, he'd seen that his own son was a KGB operative working for Vladimir Putin. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they've touched Thanks, on topics Dad. from his supposedly secret Ethereum cabal to rumors of his immortality. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that's a crazy rumor. Oh no, people think I'm going to live forever. Well, that could be dangerous. Somebody like tries to kill <laughs> oh, him to right. prove it's true. That's pretty bold. That makes me like Ethereum a little more, though. <laughs> Just come out and be like, oh, the- hey, you guys are nuts. Here's some of the sh- craziest things you guys are saying about me. <laughs> you guys want to see the crazy wrong? shit people Give say? Give some more. That's not enough. <laughs> Since we're talking about it, yeah. What else you got? Here's one from my dad. What? Well, you know, you know what else? Oh, shit. Draw, motherfucker. Uh, well, behind. you really caught me off guard there. Ah, them's I the did. rules. I, I thought I would. <laughs> I guess you get my, my good, bad, and the ugly for the week. Don't NFTs I'll me. I get your NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think my good this week was just my options trading has been pretty fucking spot on. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm actually at the point now where I'm ready to start scaling this thing up. Oh, well. There's a little I'm, bit of hesitation all the time, you. right? When you're 
you're making trades and they always feel that little bit of apprehension. Yeah. I'm still not great at cutting them when, you know, they they don't go my way, but my I've been playing them with a more long-term outlook lately. Like when I try to do day trades or weeklies, they don't usually work out too well for me. But when I pick a stock and I, I take like a, a two to five month outlook on it, I generally do a lot better. It seems like BP was one example. I've been holding BP calls expire in April, $33 strike for months now, it seems like. And uh, now they're worth about 40% more than what I bought them at, even though it took a lot of heat on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you held in there. What was I'm your excited good? to see you scale up. My good was uh, I accepted oh. a job transfer at work. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's maybe that's me putting spin on. Uh, when I say work, I mean the mm-hmm. being a professional trader. You know, I've got different personalities in my head to all to do the different roles. And me, Dan, got uh, transferred to the <laughs> algorithm trading department. Uh, yes, you've been working hard on that algorithm. My, my, <laughs> my team. <laughs> it's also a nice way of saying, uh, you know, that they, they, they want me to yep. not burn out another account. <laughs> they being all the people in my head. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, that was my good. Um, it, it happened without me realizing it. But like, I spent the entire week. Uh, I wasn't even. I'm really excited for the prospects of this. This is all based on the the trading system that, or the indicator that uh, one of our Discord users came up with, just trying to convert it to the futures to make it an auto trading system. Yeah, yeah. He had a script for backtesting mm-hmm. in Thinkorswim. Um, that I'm trying to uh, recreate faithfully in Sierra Chart's automated trading system. And, and in the process of doing that, I've learned the Sierra Ch- Chart's automated system. So now I'm at the point where I realize like, it doesn't have to be just be this mm-hmm. particular script. Like, I now have the power to write any script using any in- indicators or logic that I come up with. And, and so like, this is it's kind of my life. Now. I'm really excited about <laughs> so it. then what was your bad? <laughs> My bad was uh, on, I think it was Thursday, I, I ran a back test and I left the house and I came back and I was like, oh, it's so great. And uh, uh, I didn't save it. And I uh, screwed it up and I closed uh, the chart without saving it. And then it, all that work, like your white the whole whale. day's work was gone. <laughs> chasing that one. Uh. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay because I know I still have one that I'd sent to you, yeah. even though it wasn't finished. So I can, I can work off of that also at the same time, like whatever I'm, I'm, I build, mm-hmm. I build trade bots now. So I just keep building trade bots, like uh, 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 get it back. I know there's only so many variables right. in the logic I was using anyway, but yeah, yeah. I'm not saving that. That, was that a hurts. Snack in the face. <laughs> Especially when it was doing so well. Yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> was, well, my bad what was, was uh, Friday, uh, end of day. I had a, I got positions on three different stocks and I was trying to close some of them out just to take some risk off for the long weekend and didn't get filled on anything. Uh, but that was me being, uh, probably a little greedy quibbling over, you know, an extra $5 per contract. <laughs> probably should have just taken some of it off. So right now I'm at the whims of, you know, whatever's going to happen Monday morning. Not, not, right. uh, that's uh, just too much risk. I shouldn't be taking on that much. What was your, do you have an ugly then? If you didn't trade, you probably shouldn't have one. Well, I did do the, the, the ugly was the one trade that, that I threw up in the oh. discord. The one trade I did, I bought some, some spy puts probably mm-hmm. really poorly timed. And I, I bought them, I mentioned earlier, like they expire on Wednesday. So I don't have a lot of time left <laughs> for them to, to get in the money. I took a lot of heat and uh, it did turn around and got close to where I bought them. But the reason it's ugly was it was literally my motivation for the trade was uh, I want to have a trade. I mean, I looked at the charts. I still, I still, I'm still bearish on well, this you, buy you this went, year. You went bare when I was holding a long position too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, yeah, it's ugly. Don't trade against Kyle. <laughs> no, Trust it's not me, true. Lose. It's not true at all. <laughs> My friend Kyle can beat up anybody. <laughs> My dad's stronger than your dad. <laughs> so strong. Uh, so my fast. ugly was my trading futures on Friday. Um, there's just some days when oh, you don't yeah. have it, and that was that for me. It seemed like every trade that didn't get stopped out immediately uh, top ticked 
stop me out before it continued the direction I wanted. I was just, it took me a little too long to stop. I should have quit a little sooner. I still tried to stay within my risk management. I think I might have, the last trade might have taken me a little bit over. Uh, What's most disappointing about it and why it's an ugly is that I had been, I developed an indicator that I really like that involves looking for really high Mm -hmm. sell imbalances and waiting for that wall to break down. And it'd been working fantastically throughout the week. If I would have taken out every other trade and just traded those, I would have had probably the best week I've ever had. So why I'm still trying wow. to trade other things? <laughs> like what? What are you? Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> so yeah, I need to tighten up on that. Stop trying. Like you, like you said, it's the boredom that kits you, and that's one of the hardest things to fight as somebody who's trying to do this. When you're just sitting on the sidelines, you feel like you're you're not making any money. You're watching these big moves, and then you just want to get in. Then you start forcing it, and then you start mm-hmm. losing. Yeah, this is this is why I have to mm-hmm. let an algorithm do it for me. That's literally another. Yeah, yeah. I got fired from the live <laughs> trading room in my own head. They're like, "We'll let you come up with algorithms and let a robot trade, but yeah, the robot makes the decisions, not you." Yeah, I'm really excited about that because if you can turn it down into, if you can take like your own emotions out of it like that, and then it just becomes a yes yeah. or no trade. Uh, yeah. If these conditions you are find true, the right conditions to give you the right probability, and then you're fucking golden. I just can't believe it's that easy to write an yeah. algorithm. I mean, right, to write one, right? not to necessarily well, have one, you know, good yet, <laughs> but it's it's coming. Right. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, I I totally uh, and uh, yeah, big big shout out mm-hmm. to Viren on the Discord. It really provided me the motivation to like having that script and seeing it play on Tinkerswim and then like being like, wait, can I convert this? And then like being able to dive into CR charts and be like, I can set up automated <laughs> trading any way I want right. through this spreadsheet system. Holy shit. Really was the, the was just a little bit of a push I needed to be like, oh God, mm-hmm. no, this is what I want to be doing. Oh yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, but it won't help me with oh, the best. Yes, the I get to go first. Yeah. Is, that, is that where we're at? Well, I don't want to take up any more of the listeners' oh, time. Do AMC. It. I'm going to do it. Put in a stop at 19 right. Half. Ooh. You're going to try that short. again? I will. And I'll do a take profit at 23.5. I think I got to stick, uh, stick with my guns and go with Target. Mm, Except I'm going short target. on target with the take profit at 215. That's going to be 50% at 215. Move stop to break even. Hopefully catch a piece of it if it runs even lower. Uh, as far as a stop loss, probably put it at, uh, let's say, 233 half. Mm-hmm. Probably risking yeah, more than like I should that. on that, but I don't know. I still like it. No, risk, risk more. Risk, risk, risk more. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. I can't tell if you're liking my trade because it's going to give you a chance to catch up or. <laughs> <laughs> the secret is, is I'm not even looking at the chart. I'm just trying to right. say things to get in your head. If I say it like this, he'll think this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a great trade. You should I do guess that. I Love wasn't looking at yours either when you said it. I just was agreeing anyway. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get a random stock. Okay, give me okay. odd or even, and one through twelve. Ooh, New York Stock oh. Exchange transportation. Dan uses calculator.net for random number generation. Right, Night Swift Transportation ticket? Holdings KNX. <laughs> That's a trucking company, isn't it? Yes, it K-N-X. is. KNX. Nice. Oh, uh, that was a big bullish. rejection there. Sell volume's been ticking up on the daily, but I mean, that's a big. Is that a hammer? Oh, I'm not looking at the candle chart. I accidentally oh. closed trading view and didn't have time to load it back up. So I'm like looking at the fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Bing> results. <laughs> All right. I'm like, yeah, yeah it looks, looks yeah, bullish. This, is, uh, this looks like up. I might have actually just picked the stock right at its bottom. We'll see. Uh, I guess we'll have to see how that week goes. 
Yeah, it it's definitely I can, even I can tell it's channeling between fifty six mm -hmm. and sixty two. So this could be yep. just the bottom of the channel. Yay! All right, well, fucking yay! Random. There you have it. <laughs> fucking random. Thanks for sticking around, folks. Uh, you made it to the end of the show. We love you all so much, and I'm glad you made it here with us. But uh, we do gotta close up the shop for the day. Kyle, any any parting wisdom? Uh, final no. words. <laughs> all right happy trades involve me having wisdom to begin with <laughs> <laughs> bye two bulls in a china shop is an entertainment program and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company they are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.